0: Hey, it's Dua Lipa, and I'm at your service. This is my podcast where I bring you uplifting and insightful conversations with the people who inspire me the most.
1: You gotta have discipline to become who you become. I haven't reinvented myself; I've evolved.
0: Yeah. We get into it with guests like Mo Farah, Dita Von T's, Charlie Xx,
1: Monica Lewinsky, and many, many more. I need freedom.
0: Here's my platform. Let me shut up. You come and step on it. Plus, fresh episodes featuring Billie Eilish, Amelia.
1: De moldenberg psychotherapist esther perel and blackpink icon jenny Lipa at your service listen wherever you get your podcasts hi it's nellifer here how do you get ready in the day what accessories are so essential you can't leave the house without them how do you decorate yourself and your living space to bring forth joy and affirmation? Hmm. Listen, personal style, be it haircuts, piercings, makeup, or even the shoes that you wear, is an expression of who you are and how you show up in the world. These deliberate choices of how we adorn ourselves can be reflections of our heritage, our identities, and even our desires. The art of self-expression is also a form of ritual. For Marisol Medina Kadina, the ritual of getting ready is also about cultivating self-love, a feeling she's lost sight of recently. As a journalist and podcast producer based in San Francisco, Marisol typically interviews artists about their craft. Now, she's looking inwards and trying to find the tools to fuel her own creativity. So, today on Ritually, we've got an episode that will activate all of your senses. It's from our friends at Right Nowish, a weekly podcast from NPR member station KQED in their latest series titled Adorned. Merisol goes on a personal journey to find new rituals to energise and excite her life. She speaks to four creatives about how they curate themselves with fragrance, colourful clothing, costume jewellery and flower bouquets in an attempt to feel cute and affirmed again. In today's episode, Marisol learns about the potential of perfume, how it can project a certain energy for her day and even connect it to her ancestors. We'll let Marisol take it from here.
2: Mic check, check one, check two. Are we here? All right, we're here right
0: now-ish. Hey there, it's producer Marisol medina Cavena. And for the next five weeks, it'll actually be host Marisol, as Reinaush begins a new series of shows dedicated to the art of self-expression. Better yet, the art of adornment. The ways we show off our personality and values can be expressed in the specific clothing and shoes we choose to wear, or the stickers we consciously decorate our laptops or water bottles with, the art or candles we adorn our desks or rooms with. These embellishments are acts of affirmation, telling the world, this is who I am. But they can also be reminders to ourselves of how we want to feel. What kind of energy do we want to channel? In my own life, I've been searching for ways to love on myself, celebrate myself, remind myself who the heck I am. Goofy, curious, vibrant Marisol. And so this series is also an exploration of tools to help me, and perhaps you as well, think about the pleasures and possibilities of adornment. We're going to do that first through fragrance. Now, I'm not someone who has a signature scent, but I wanted to talk to someone who's deeply immersed in the world of smell to understand how scents can empower us.
2: You put on a perfume, you're not only having this whole internal dialogue happen with yourself and with the fragrance where it draws upon memory, you're also choosing what it is that you would like to project out into the world, how it is that you would like to fit yourself within the space of the world.
0: That's Mauricio Garcia. He's a perfumer and has his own fragrance business called Herbcraft Perfumery. Having grown up in South San Francisco, Mauricio takes inspiration from the ecology of the bay. He also draws on his Mexican roots, along with his passion for astrology and mysticism, to create original perfumes, or what he calls fragrant enchantments. We sat down to talk about the power of scent and how fragrances can be used not only to manifest intentions, but act as spiritual offerings. More on the pleasures of perfumes right after this. How do you actually anoint yourself? Like what's the guidance of like where to oh, apply yeah. fragrance? That's a great
2: question. So, we when we t- instruct people for the application of fragrance, we say that arms are great, although you will have people tell you that not to put on the arms. I think of arms as personal it's for you they're really accessible so you can smell the fragrance whenever you like you know when you're reaching for something it reminds you that you're wearing the perfume or reaches past someone in a polite manner obviously then also there's kind of that like waft of fragrance but also chest is great there's a lot of warmth in the chest area so the fragrance will emanate really well from there and then if you want to have a little bit of what we call sillage, which is like the trail of fragrance or a little more kind of presence with your fragrance, then spraying it at the nape of your neck, at your hairline, is a great way of getting the fragrance to evaporate because there's warmth there, but also your hair will hold on to the fragrance.
0: There's no like wrong way is what you're saying? Me.
2: Not really. I do notice the habit of people like rubbing fragrances and when you're first smelling a fragrance to see if you actually get along with it because you are totally the last ingredient in a fragrance your own skin's chemistry has a has a lot of influence in the final form or shape I suppose of the fragrance the acidity or alkalinity of the fragrance a lot of different factors including your immune system all have to do with the way that a fragrance wears. And actually there's research that suggests that a good fragrance that you're like, oh, I love this and it smells good on you, complements your immune system. The rubbing though is good because it will help you kind of warm up the molecules and experience some of the notes that would come up later in the dry down. But when you're applying it regularly, you might be shortening the life of your fragrance, but it's not a huge deal.
0: Maricio tells me that fragrances are made up of three scent layers. You got the top notes, which we can smell immediately. Then the heart notes, which come out after about three to six hours. And then the base notes, which we might not even notice until 12 hours later. When these layers combine, that's what forms the perfume. Cool, right? So... Your fascination with scents and botanicals really started with your Abuelita's Garden in South San Francisco. Can you tell us what you saw and experienced?
2: Those are, you know, not only some of my first scent memories, but also some of my fondest, certainly. Growing up with her, she had a A small garden, um, but it was filled with plants. Every space that she could, she had a pot, she had planted plants, she had like little trellises. And I distinctly remember being a small child and just being surrounded by green, and it was so different than the rest of South City or the rest of the Bay Area in the sense of, you know, you walk streets and there's buildings and cars. And so just having this this little oasis and growing up in this this place where it was small but I could play and it was very private and everything had such distinct smells and I remember crushing the rosemary with my fingers and the bericón, uh, the grandmother mint and the jasmine flowers and my grandmother um, really loved flowers and especially fragrant ones and I certainly uh, inherited that love from her
0: What is it about smells that are so strongly tied to memory?
2: Actually, the sense of smell is our oldest sense. Before we could see, before we could hear, before we could even feel vibrations, we smelled. When we were, you know, our ancient ancient ancestors, our microbial ancestors, they used the sense of smell to navigate this, you know, gigantic world that they were coming into being and evolving. And so that Remained a really, really integral part of the makeup of our brain as well as our biology. When we smell those aromatic molecules, the receptors in our nose send signals to the parts of our brain that not only control emotion and memory, but also construct space.
0: I'm thinking of like a library in our brain. Yes, exactly. And as we're smelling it, it's like, quickly going through the catalog.
2: Yeah, it's it, that's more or less what's going on at a chemical level, at a molecular level. It's really really amazing. And when you think about how scent is really, really individualistic. Um, Perfumers are very aware that everyone will respond differently to different scents because they have different memories. At the same time, we also respond really similarly. So how many of these, you know, encoded responses or ancestral memories do we share with other people? And is that why we're able to communicate with each other without words or even without sounds or visuals with scent by, you know, applying scent to ourselves or interpreting the way that someone else smells.
0: Can you share a little bit how specifically you're channeling the Bay Area, (laughs) South San Francisco, and even your Mexican heritage into your fragrance line?
2: My inspiration is largely from the ecology of the Bay Area, Um, the plant species that grow here at the weather. We have, you know, I feel like a very special weather. It's very foggy and very gray. But I've noticed that a lot of people who are from the Bay Area, when they smell fragrances that are themed after the Bay, they do respond to them. Which I would love actually to have you smell Memoria in this case. Uh, Memoria was named after Memorial Park which is a state park here just near Pescadero a little bit south of Half Moon Bay and my abuelito used to call it La Memoria and so I named it Memoria and it's an evergreen redwood themed fragrance with a marine fog accord
0: Redwoods are my favorite tree
2: <gasps> Okay then this so. is perfect okay I'm very excited for you to meet Memoria then I hope I hope you like them
0: I definitely smell the redwood bark, like that red, redwood that and cool? how fuzzy, you know how fuzzy <laughs> it is? Like the texture of fuzziness is Yeah, what I'm yes.
2: Oh, I'm, I love that. Mm. So it opens up with, um, with the fog, but also a little bergamot and citrus to kind of bring in the, you know, the way that the light tends to break up the fog and come through the redwood trees for, um, Definitely redwood and their bark. I use a lot of warm wood materials and also evergreen materials. One is um, also pretty special. It's a cypress by absolute. And so there's a lot of cypress, which, you know, as you know, they they love growing around here as well.
0: That's okay. Yeah, because I was like, why is this bringing me back to um, these cypress groves yes. over by Half Moon Bay? Mm-hmm. Also sleepy.
2: Mhm. Yeah. Oh, I totally imagine like either the early morning or in the evening when it's kind of like the shadows are are long, either they're kind of unraveling or they're starting to be cast out. Yeah. And there's um that saltiness you're getting is from um a seashell tincture.
0: Mm. It definitely reminds me of Half Moon Bay area. Cool. Yeah.
2: Mission accomplished. Mm.
0: The next fragrance Mauricio has me smell is one called Bramble. Its name refers to the prickly shrubs that grow raspberries and roses. He says the perfume is a tribute to the sisterhood between the two plants.
2: God, that (laughs) smells delicious.
0: I feel very enveloped by rose petals. Cool. And I... I'm seeing a lot of like light purple.
2: Cool, yeah.
0: Um, and it feels very soothing.
2: Cool, I love it.
0: It it it's very calming.
2: Yeah, I it's I I think that my like, you know, when you like walk into like a a natural space and you're just kind of like you don't even realize that you had this sigh that you're holding. Oh yeah, that's like release. I I I can totally see how that made it into Bramble. And in terms of the purple, they're ionone molecules, which are big, uh, huge parts of the smell of violets and the taste of violets. So we also use the same chemicals to flavor candies or liqueurs or creme de violette, you know, stuff for cocktails or foods. Um, They are a big part of the flavor and the smell of berries as well. Um, But they're very purple, kind of purpley energy smells. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I love that you caught that, that you, like, caught the violet molecules. These are totally purple. So this is my perfume ofrenda.
0: Okay. And I... Ofrenda is to mean an altar. And so... Do you put this on your altar? I
2: do. I I kind of... um, I... Well, I do consider... These fragrances, too, along with for, like, personal enjoyment and anointment, I um, also consider them to be offerings.
0: I smell like, is there any cinnamon in it? Yes,
2: definitely. Okay. There's for sure cinnamon.
0: Yeah, I smell also, like, woodsy mm-hmm. war- yeah. warmth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also am. The color yellow is like coming to cool. mind. Cool,
2: awesome! I love that.
0: I'm also imagining like a white candle
2: too. I love that! My gosh. Okay, so I will tell you the notes. You've pretty much got them pretty pretty spot on. So it opens up with cinnamon and cardamom and bimental, um, allspice, which is a, which is another plant from Mexico, mm-hmm. um, and bergamot, which is a citrus. It's a really bright, fresh citrus. Some lime. Um, there's for sure chocolate and actually also some real mezcal. Um, it's, it's just the a, smokiness. Yeah, that's making sense. There's some mezcal in there for sure, and it's got some smokiness to it. And then the heart is cempasuchil, the Mexican marigold. That's the yellow that you're getting. Also, jasmine and a fourth flower called Coca which means crow flower, but is the red plumeria or red frangipani, that is also native to Mexico. And so in ancient Mesoamerica it was believed that gods were born from those flowers. And so I really wanted to integrate these these sacred spirits into into this preparation.
0: You describe your line Herbcraft Perfumery as this crossroads between alchemy and um, spirit work. So can you talk about what you mean by that?
2: Yeah, so I do, you know, depend on science to understand my materials. But I do, I am a spiritual person, um, and I do believe, as most ancient people did, that the world is animate, it's alive, you know, where humans aren't just these, like, you know, meat cyborgs that happen to pop out of the nothing you know we evolved as part of this planet and so plants also respond to their environment they also communicate with each other and they also communicate with other species and so that's where the spirit work comes in where there are you know a lot of different spiritual systems that are not necessarily religious that help and guide people with interacting with these these you know non-human beings non-human spirits whether they're you know local animals or local plants or whatever and I try to really bring these elements into my work in a way that tells that story through smell and through scent and to the way that people respond to the fragrances. Speaking of a friend, that people have told me, like they've sprayed it, and it feels like they're at an altar, and it maybe not even necessarily be a Mexican one. That might not be their experience, um, but getting the positive feedback that my work does, in a way, help people connect with themselves and their spirits, whether they're they're you know we want to consider them your guardian angels or your ancestral spirits. However, you move through the world, um, it's pretty cool. Mm. It's fun.
0: So, in a way, perfume making, fragrance making is is a spiritual process. I, mean, I
2: believe so. I think so. We're playing with these like really mysterious things. We know how our sense of smell works. We know how to to create these compounds. We know how to extract them or grow the plants and why the flowers produce the smells they do. But, like, again, what scent ultimately draws on is this entirely imaginary you know, landscape or well within us. My fragrances are, I consider them to be kind of more like tributes um, Mm -hmm. and thanks, you know, gratitude. Um, Everything I do is a small batch, and I don't make thousands of bottles. I don't have endless shelves that my stuff is retailed on. It's pretty small, and honestly, I really like it. I am Mexican-American, and... I, like, remember all of the, like, perfumes and the smells of, like, flowers when we had these gigantic rosaries for people in my my great Diaz garage and the perfumes they all wore. And then later, as an older, like, teenager, going to, like, Mexico and the Mercados and finding all their, like, perfumes that they use for, like—they have magical perfumes there. It's a thing, and it's, like, a thing that a lot of Mexican people utilize for, like, you know— love or protection or cleansing and i was like i want to learn how to do that like wow that's really cool for me the magic um is what keeps me going not the like exotification or this you know being the sexy commercial brand
0: it's a lot more personal Mm -hmm. and like Honoring this homeland, yeah. where our ancestors came from. Yeah, I say our because I'm also Mexican <laughs> <Yeah>. American. <laughs> well, it's so it's
2: so special, and you know, and, and also complicated the relationship that we've inherited. But it's also like you know, if we can tell stories, why not?
0: A lot of reasoning why I want to do this series about adornment is because I think in my own life, I'm searching for tools or methods about how to, like, affirm myself yeah. or just connect to myself more. Beautiful. And so... What is the guidance you have about how I can think about applying perfume as a part of like a daily ritual of adornment?
2: I love that question. And I really love that you're exploring this very important topic and that you're sharing your journey with people because it's something that we focus a lot on, but also don't take into consideration as our daily process or daily ritual. You put on a perfume you're not only having this whole internal dialogue happen with yourself and with the fragrance where it draws upon memory, you're also choosing what it is that you would like to project out into the world, how it is that you would like to fit yourself within the space of the world. So there's really complicated alchemy going on inside of us. And with perfume, we get to share that and like bring that into the physical space around us.
0: Big, big thank you to Mauricio for sharing your profound wisdom of scents with me. Since our conversation, I've been doing reflecting on what aromas and scents conjure peace and comfort, as that's what I'm striving to feel again in my body. I think jasmine is that scent for me. It reminds me of summer evenings taking naps on the bench swing at my childhood home or the jasmine bush I used to pass leaving from my best friend's house on 26th and Guerrero. Thanks, Mauricio, for helping me to see how scents can be portals of memory and offerings for intentions we want to manifest. If you're interested in smelling Mauricio's perfumes for yourself, you can find his fragrant enchantments at the shop Ministry of Scent on Valencia Street in The Mission, or Order directly from his website at herbcraftperfumery.com. Mauricio also teaches workshops and has some exciting ones coming up in the fall. To stay up to date, follow his Instagram page at herbcraft.perfumery. Now, time to give thanks to the whole squad that makes this show possible. The Right Now's team includes Pandarvis Harshaw, Cherie Bishop, and Rice Stottenborough. Jorge Olivares and Chris Agusa produced this episode. Chris Hambrick is our editor. Our engineer is Christopher Beal. Jen Chien is the director of podcasts. Katie Sprenger is podcast operations manager. Audience engagement support comes from Cesar Saldana. Holly Kernan is KQED's chief content officer. I'm your host, Marisol Medina-Cadena. Thanks for listening. Right Nowish is a KQED production.
1: That was Marisol Medina Kadina from the Right Nowish podcast, a product of KQED. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check out the rest of their series that explores the rituals of adornment, including bespoke colorful clothes, custom jewelry, and floral arrangements. You can listen to Right Nowish wherever you get your podcasts. Bye.